Oh, we just had a really bad giggle attack right before we started recording. Whoopsie. So hopefully we can we can make it through. Uh, it's um, okay. But I'm <laughs> <laughs> But I'm Daniel. And I'm Holly. And this is you're listening to Halfway Saints. Yes, episode twelve. Yes. Yes. We don't We're, have a name for this one yet. We don't usually we usually come up with a name after. Oh, secrets. Secrets. <laughs> secrets of our podcast. Even though they'll read the name before they... I know. So it's not really a secret. You'll know before we know. No. Kind of. No. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> so, I We've had a long weekend. Yes. We're we're excited and ready to podcast, we did have a tiring weekend. It, oh, it was, it was great. It was great. Yes. It I was, was not like a long weekend, like yeah. a grueling one. Oh, it was just so fun. I was I was talking to the like cashier at Trader Joe's and he's like, How are you doing? And I was like like I must have like sighed and been like, I'm doing all right and he's like, That bad and I was like, Well my weekend was just it wasn't as relaxing, like I was doing a lot. Yeah. And we just shit chatted. Afterward I was like, It's so nice to just like talk to people and I'm usually I know I'm guilty of like just wanting to like get through and like mm-hmm. just check out my groceries don't want to chat but tonight i was just like yeah i'm gonna chat with this guy and it was it was nice like on oh. the way home i was like i really i'm glad i chatted with him that's nice i know hey. human interactions it's, you know keep them going keep them go- yeah you know keep them going <laughs> <laughs> we're in a world where they might they're not happening as often that's true so you gotta yeah. keep them going <laughs> you gotta keep them going um but the Trader Joe's guys are always really chatty. Yeah, except for, there's a couple of them who aren't. Um, but then there are a couple of them who, like, really are. They are. Trader Joe's is, it's a good place. Mm-hmm. Good place to shop. And I, don't, I, go, I was going for, like, a slogan. <laughs> I don't know where you were going. Like, a good place to shop, a good place to be. Hey. Okay, know. sponsored by Trader Joe's. I wish. Me too. You could eat coconut strips. We can get them by the oh, case. Oh, man. Coconut strips are so good. They are. Anyway, 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 we had a long weekend because we had two parties to go we to. We partied it up. Like, for reals. Um, and Jack came to both parties. Yeah, obviously. he was a party animal. It was actually night. They were both in the afternoon, so we were able to bring That's Jack. Perfect. Sometimes if it's, like, after 7, we have to go in shifts. And Jack mm-hmm. doesn't get to come. Or find a sitter. Yeah. But normally we just do shifts because they're, like, right up the road. And usually our friends are the ones who watch Jack, so. Right. (laughs) They're probably at the party. (laughs) But, um, yeah, he had a little friend's first birthday party on Mm -hmm. Saturday. And then uh, today we had a pie party. pie party. If you've never been to a party, a pie party. Well, it's not, like, a thing. We just made it up. No. She said in the Midwest they have pie parties. It's a thing. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize. Yeah. I thought it was just our thing. No. No, she said in the Midwest, it's a thing. People have pie parties. Yeah. What else are you well, going to do out there? For us East Coasters yeah. who didn't know it was a thing, um, it's just a it's a party where you bring pie. Mm-hmm. Any kind, any of, kind pie. of pie. Any interpretation of pie. Right. So you could have cherry pie, blueberry pie. Quiches. Quiches. We brought like a mushroom goat cheese tart, tart. thing. It was good. Mm-hmm. A pizza pie. Pizza pie. There was no pizza there pie There was no day, pizza pie. But you could. If you'd wanted to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's open to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, if you've never been one, start planning your pie party now. I mean, and it that is was, a lot of fun. Sorry, that was a very Philly sentence. Did you hear that? What did you say? I said, if you've never been one, instead of been to one, I know oh, what's happening. Daniel, you can't let it I happen. I know, I'm going to start going down the shore and 
<laughs> done Having exams. A, yeah, when I'm done exams, I'm going to go down the shore. Philly like people don't like their prepositions. Are those prepositions? Yes, the bird flew blank the tree. That's how you know it's a preposition. <laughs> I never learned that. Yeah. The bird flew on the tree. The bird. How can flew. a bird fly on a tree? Okay, it doesn't have to make sense <laughs> all the way. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so we went to a pie party today, and we were there for a good amount of time. Mm-hmm. Jack did great. Yeah. Um, there were other babies to play with, so he was... Uh-huh, lots of other babies. There were. Um, but as we were leaving, we were like doing our rounds, saying goodbye, <laughs> and I realized... I have my shirt on inside out <laughs> at the end of the party. I was like, gosh, new mom problems. You're kind of prone to um, putting your shirt on inside out or your pants on backwards. <laughs> yeah, I did that the other day. Daniel was like, do you have your pants on backwards? And I was like, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she looked down and realized those were the back of her pants in front. <laughs> By the way, guys, I'm still wearing my shirt. She hasn't changed. <laughs> I haven't it. fixed it. And that was like 4 o'clock uh-huh. in the afternoon, and it's going on 9 p.m. That's all right. Nope. It's fine. Well, you know. It's fine. Nobody could tell. No. Because I had a sweater on over it. Yeah. This is but minimal, still. Minimal faux pas. <laughs> Probably should try to put your shirt on right side out before going to a party. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. That's okay. We don't expect anything more from you. Oh, okay. <laughs> thanks. Uh, so the other day you and I were talking, and I realized this might sound morbid or strange oh, yeah. to a lot of other people, okay. but we were, I was saying, what I was planning on saying was, I was thinking with the podcasts, that's really kind of a good thing to have, and with like photos and videos and everything we have, if you god forbid were to die jack could still like hear your voice on the podcast and see you in videos and but as i was saying that i was i said the other day i was thinking if you ever die and holly said oh you would marry this person and i was like well yeah of course that's the plan (laughs) (laughs) which sounds horrible and probably is a little bit but it 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 made me realize that i really appreciate that you and i have a um solid understanding of marriage as a vocation mm-hmm. that we're called to marriage god calls us to enter into matrimony as like that's our path to holiness and then your spouse is the one whom god gives you to live out that vocation so my vocation isn't to marry holly my vocation is to marry and god has given you to me as my spouse yeah. Does, that make, does that make sense? That makes a lot there, of sense. Because it's a slight distinction, but it's mm-hmm. I think it's a very important one. Yeah. Uh, just to slow it down a little bit, the Sorry. story. Well, you kind of like told our little story and then like flew into the real stuff. Okay. But the story had to do with it because I was like, oh, don't worry. When you die, when I die, you're just going to go on and marry this other person that we always joke that he's going to marry. Um, and so that could seem morbid because it's like, maybe I want him to always be like married to me and not ever remarry or never, you know, do that. But it's not morbid because he is called to marriage and uh, called to, to just marry. And so whenever I die, someone else hopefully will fill that void. Hopefully I won't die. Hopefully. There you go. We'll start with that. (laughs) But if that does happen or something, yeah, 
I just thought that maybe we, I, I should cut I think I thought that. I said that, but apparently I was wrong. Well, so, it sometimes goes a little faster. So okay. for people like me who might like things a little slower, mm. I just reiterate. It's a good way of putting it. Yeah. I just like things a little more slowly. In explanation. In explanation. That's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, I think it's to I think it's pretty healthy for us to understand that like if one of us were to die depending on the circumstance like if we were like in our 80s and all our children had grown up mm-hmm. and I obviously wasn't going to have any more children it'd be a difference you still have to discern you know, how am I going to continue to live out my vocation but mm-hmm. if it <clears throat> were to happen sometime soon when we still had small children you know I'm still called to live out the vocation of marriage and you know part of that is raising children and it's very it's possible to do as a single parent but it's very difficult and stuff on the kids so I would need to discern what is the best way for me to continue to live out my vocation of marriage which you know is facets of that are being a father Mm -hmm. and a husband yeah should we define vocation yes are you volunteering uh a a special I just read it um like a special task a special something that God calls you to. Right. A special calling from Call, God. Right, and that's what the, the word from, um, like it's the Latin word is vocare, which means to call. Mm-hmm. You know what I hate? What? On, I feel like it happens in TV shows a lot, but even like in you know, every day when people are talking about the origins of a word, and they say like, oh, that's from the Greek, or that's from the Latin, and they just say, like, they don't give the word, they say like, oh, that word's from the Greek, like giving the language oh. a title where it should the phrase should be that's from the greek eucharistia like right. like you have to you have to use a word with that i think there was like an episode of csi where he was like oh yeah that's from the greek and i was like that is not a sentence <laughs> that doesn't mean anything of course every word comes from something yeah that's funny sorry it's not a personal pet peeve of mine but apparently it is of yours it is but anyway the it is a calling from God, and it is a, it's a discernment process for people to learn their vocation through just talking with God and saying, like, what are you calling me to be? Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's, like, a daily calling that God gives you, but then there's also, like, a life calling. Right. Whether it be the priesthood, religious life, marriage. Married life or single life. Or, right. Um, could be, you know, you have to decide for yourself. You don't have to decide. You have to figure out. Mm-hmm. what God is calling you to do. And thinking of it as a calling is a really great way because a call has to be answered. Mm-hmm. So it's not, um, it's sort of an active thing you have to do. Like you have to live out your vocation, but you're not the one determining what that vocation is. Like you're not saying, this is what I want to do. I'm going to go do it. You're sa- God is saying, this is what I've chosen for you. And you're saying, yes, I will live that out. Mm-hmm. How does... Our story is just a little bit different than I think that some others are, and it's hard to, like, fit it in. Well, because we met when I was 14 years old and not Catholic. So, like, we did not go through, like, a discernment process of, should I do... And I had no idea what any of this stuff was at all. (laughs) But when I became Catholic, and, I mean... I mean, I get what you're me. saying. I think we kind of figured it out. Well, I we mentioned a couple of podcasts ago about how at uh, Engage Encounter, that was the first time we heard the idea of marriage being a vocation right. and then referring to it as a vocation. 
Um, and I think, but I think even like we were still Christians when right. we first started dating, and I think we're people not being if you're not within the Catholic Church, it doesn't necessarily mean you can't enjoy the truths of the church. So I think I don't think we had the vocabulary to say right. like, oh, we're discerning our vocation, but I think we knew we wanted to get married, we wanted to have children, like. Because the vocation, it doesn't, you don't need any special, you don't need to no, know, like, right. oh, I'm discerning my vocation. You, like, in prayer and, and in being open to God, you can tell what he's asking of you. Or you can kind of get a feel of it. Um, that was a great answer. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't think that we were, I don't know, I was like, oh, shoot, we're talking about vocation and we didn't even discern anything. But we did, you're right. We did, yeah, we just didn't. I mean, certainly a lot of times it's helpful to have like a fleshed out understanding yeah. of it. So if you're, you know, if you're just not sure what to do with your life and you don't have any idea of what vocation is, it can be difficult. Whereas right. if you have that frame of reference, you can say like, oh, what I need to do is to pray about this and see where God is calling me in my life right. and then kind of go from there. Yeah. And it's, a vocation is, I think I think sometimes it's used to, well, yeah, like vocational school. Like it's used as like, a term for a job like what's your vocation yeah. and I think um, what the church does in kind of saying like your vocation is to priesthood to married life to single life is much more helpful than saying like your vocation like like you said you could be called to be a missionary but like before that there's a vocation of um, of the way in which you're going to serve the world Right, Cause, there's a cause broader... Mar- right, because marriage and holy orders are sacraments at the service of communion, according to the catechism. Um, what is the other option? Well, there's, like, the sacraments of initiation, sacraments of healing, and sacraments... What are the other orders referred what? to as? What do you mean? Okay. What are the different vocations? Yeah, and are all vocations... Okay, so, like... Marriage and religious life and priesthood and uh, single. Those are all sacraments of? They're not all sacraments. Only holy orders and... Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I was confused. Sorry, guys. Sorry. No, but those two sacraments, holy orders and, and matrimony, are sacraments at the service of communion. So that's just like a very... Like, how are you going to serve the communion of, mm-hmm. of the church? And that's kind of your first... Um, like baseline vocations, but yeah. re- and religious life could also be a vocation where you're not necessarily um, participating in either one of those sacraments, but it is a way of of living in the world. My point was that you, before that, you need to decide. Before you decide, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer. You need to decide how you're going to serve the world in a way. Right. So whether it's as a married person, whether it's as a priest, or whether it's the religious life, from there you can split it out into sort of a daily job. Mm-hmm. And it's a little bit easier than like getting stuck in a certain path and then trying to like fit mm-hmm. the. It's like taking a smaller piece and trying to fit a big piece into it, versus, you know, like it just wouldn't work because right, or it, it might not work because it might not be agreeable mm-hmm. yeah does that make sense um like say i like i went through med school and was like i'm just gonna be a doctor i'm gonna be a doctor i'm gonna be a doctor and don't care about anything about my vocation or don't discern anything mm-hmm. and then i'm a doctor and i work 
like forever and there's like it's almost impossible for me to like raise children or like you know like something like that where it would just be too demanding to have a family life right then like if i'm like oh i'm called to marriage i'm like already stuck being a doctor so you gotta start with the bigger picture before you can get smaller yeah does that make sense it does yeah i think yeah you need like i say you need that baseline vocation first before you can right 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 I was just illustrating your point. I, I get it. By the way, all doc, like doctors can be uh, have husbands and wives. Right. I think I get what you're saying that like if you you would take your you would look at your job differently knowing that your marriage is your priority or your call right. to marriage. Like you wouldn't maybe you wouldn't you know sign up for extra shifts or you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. You can when you have an idea of your vocation that comes first. Right. Um. Yeah, so I think we did discern our vocations, even if we didn't didn't know it. Well, I'm glad. I'm good. <laughs> I can rest assured. Um. Another thing about viewing marriage as a vocation is that it helps you kind of keep ba- keep in mind what marriage is and what it does and what it does for us as a sacrament. Um. And I think it's really easy, not really easy, but something people maybe struggle with is um, that marriage is like a glimpse of what it's like in heaven. Mm -hmm. Like it's a spousal intimate relationship, which provides a glimpse of what heaven will be like and what happens when we enjoy the beatific vision. Um, And that since we will have that in heaven, we don't need this earthly sacrament not that it's an earthly sacrament but we don't need this sacramental um this is just a preview right so like yeah once you have the big picture you don't really care about the preview anymore right so that's why it's not um a bad thing or a weird thing if someone remarries after their spouse dies like it's not like their spouse is in heaven like giving them dirty looks (laughs) like oh man how dare you but no they're they're enjoying with christ what their marriage showed them in a small way of that and that's why we say, till death do us part. Right, that's the only thing that ends it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's the only way out, Holly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to kill you first. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, that will be used as say, you have it on trial. <laughs> oh, no. Um, but that it's funny because that was one of the first things that I really understood about the church. Like, I remember walking um, to the parking lot one time after Mass in our hometown with you, like, after one of the first Masses, and being, like, talking with you about the Eucharist, and it's, like, so, like, in the same way that, like, mar- like, you have, like, the marital bond where you're, like, connected physically, you have the Eucharistic bond where it's, like, Jesus is connected with you physically, and once you're in heaven, you're going to be ne- connected to him in this way that's, like, completely intimate, and so I, like, you know, brought that back to understanding that's what the marital bond is, is that it's, like, mm-hmm. just this preview. And it's just really interesting to me that that, like, out of all the church's teachings, that was the one that I was, like, this makes sense. Where, <laughs> like, it's kind of a difficult one to grasp. Yeah. I think, you know? Yeah, and again, if you don't understand that your vocation is to marriage and not to this one person, then it's yeah. easy to say, like, oh, well, when they die, like, I need to reconsider everything. If they die before I do. 
You just said something that had nothing to do with I just, what I just said. Well, what are you what are you talking about? Oh, that it's like a glimpse of heaven. Right. Okay. Yeah, okay. Well, my I started off saying that like that's why it's okay. Right. If I know what you can remarry. <laughs> it's just. I'm just I'm just really preoccupied with you dying. Apparently. <laughs> no, but it is. Um, it's and it makes your understanding of marriage today much greater in knowing that this this is a preview of heaven to mm-hmm. say like day-to-day life and like uh just like the daily sa- sacrifices that i make for you and this unity that we can um partake in is the same as that and so we like strive to be better mm-hmm. for each other for that purpose yeah. and it gives us a purpose to kind yeah. of show that to each other right um and also i think it helps to keep in mind that like heaven is the goal yes like it doesn't matter if we um like we stay together kind of begrudgingly and don't love one another and don't seek to um make one another holy like Mm -hmm. you have to live out that sacrament because that's like you my job is to help you live out your path of holiness which is through the vocation of marriage and so when you lose perspective of that it's easy to get selfish and to say like what am i getting out of this Mm -hmm. and not to be open to the other person doing that for you right because you completely have to open yourself to saying like okay, this is, these are all of my flaws and you're going to see all of them mm-hmm. and you're going to help me work through them to make me more holy. And it's hard because you don't want to address your flaws, mm-hmm. but you do and you get, you just, uh, it's like a purgatory. Certain, purgative. Purgative. Thank mm-hmm. you. I was like purgatorial. <laughs> um, it's a purgative pro- mm-hmm. process because it just like rids you of all of your mess. Mm-hmm. It's funny we could say this so, like, calmly and, like, oh, this totally makes sense to us. <laughs> but, like, earlier in the day, we're not communicating it very well. No. It's been a long weekend. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. And, yeah, like I said, keeping in mind this is the vocation helps you to, to deal with that when mm-hmm. <clears throat> your own ego is, like, I don't, I don't want to accept criticism. I don't want mm-hmm. to do this. I want to just do what I want to do. Such as, since... Just so we're open. Okay. Hey, it's okay. All right. This weekend, Jack skipped both like both of his afternoon naps, Saturday and Sunday. And for whatever reason, when Jack skips his naps, it like gets me. Meaning he never went to sleep. Oh, he just, he just stays yeah, in his crib. Yeah, and we like, put him down, but he never went to bed. Yeah, and he like sings or like this weekend he just like cries the whole time and we have to go check on him and he cries we check on him and he cries and he gets excited when you come in to yeah. check on him and he smiles at you and then you have to say it's time, oh, for, no. it's time for a nap bud and then he just looks at you this look of betrayal as you close the door <laughs> and so it's really hard on me and so then that also means that like this week is going to be tough because uh, his schedule is off so I have to like re-get his schedule going so I was, like, really, really frustrated earlier this afternoon because he, like, skipped his nap and stuff. And uh, Daniel did a really great job because this is, like, a constant thing that I deal with and, like, getting frustrated about Jack's naps. But Daniel did a really good job after a little bit of bickering, you know. Daniel was able to, like, that always just happens. You have to, like, get down to, okay, seriously, let's talk. And he was, like, you're he was so nice. It was like, you're so nice 90% of the time. <laughs> but the 10% of the time that you let things get to you, it just doesn't make any sense because why would you not just want to be like the joyful person that you are? 
And why would you let this like affect you in this way? Because the only thing that decides how it's going to go is you. And so it was like, okay, you're right. I know. And so I had to kind of just suck it up and deal with it. I didn't, by the way. <laughs> I make it sound like I was super. This grateful. process, yeah, this is a long process where it's like a week later. You're like, okay, okay, right. okay. or a day later. You know. But I always tell Holly, give me like five minutes for it to sink in. Because mm-hmm. I'm, I forget. I always forget what temperament I am. But I'm the one that where it's like, it bugs me, and then like three minutes later, I'm like, fine, whatever. Yeah, Colic. you are that. I don't it, know. I don't. No, it's not call. I don't know. I always forget mine, and then people always talk about it. And I'm like. I know. I need to take... I've never done it. I need to, like, write it down. It's something like sanguine and choleric or... Catholic Stuff did a really good podcast on it. I should re-listen to it. Yeah. That was a long time ago. It was. The Four Temperaments. Yeah. Look (laughs) Look it up. (laughs) (laughs) But that was just an example to show how, like, I was definitely not being holy. Or I was just, Mm -hmm. like, being super selfish and just letting Satan take a hold of me and Daniel was like this isn't you and this isn't true and you need to stop it right now and so he like spoke truth to me which was really good Mm -hmm. and because I would do you a disservice and myself a disservice to not bring that up like to let that go and say like okay she's gonna be in a mood come Mm -hmm. talk to me when and a lot of times it's like I I will have a tendency of be like I just don't want to talk I don't want to argue about it anymore let's just be done but then we don't address the issue so we're not helping one another on our path to holiness because then the problem is just gonna like grow and grow and grow we're gonna grow animosity towards each other Mm -hmm. and it's just gonna get like to be a whole big mess so it's better to like just nip it in the bud before um it it blooms into this venus flytrap of nastiness remember I'm doing the Venus flytrap. I had a Venus flytrap once. I think it, it was small. Do you know they're native North Carolina? No. Yeah, I think like the coastal swampy region. Oh, the coastal swamp. Sorry. Um, yeah, but I would. Um, it was like tiny. It was like in a cup, and I kept it on the windowsill by the sink. And I would catch flies and try to feed it to it, <laughs> and I killed it. Oh my no! Did you like overfeed it or? What? Yeah, it's not. It was tiny, and I was giving it like full size flies. <laughs> I didn't know it had a limit. I guess it makes sense. Yeah. I never. I probably forgot it. to water it a couple of times too. Yeah, it needs water too. We dude. should. I'm gonna get one, and I'm gonna throw it. I did not just say we should get a. What did you say? <laughs> I don't remember. Well, we should get one, and I'll feed it, and it'll grow huge. Said, like, like it, you definitely don't need water. And you're like, we should. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. You what you I, knew, I, f- I knew where I was going with that. Oh, my gosh. Follow through. I'm sorry. I just laughed really loud into the microphone. Oh, that's okay. The spikes went up in the... <laughs> <laughs> I made a motion of spikes going up. Uh, oh. okay. Anyway, back, back back to the topic. Mm-hmm. Um, so Venus flytraps. No. <laughs> um... But, um... So you gotta work on it. And you, you, do gotta, have to, you do have to work on it. Yeah, and you gotta, like, address... Or call each other to hol- holiness and call mm-hmm. each other out whenever they're not yeah. doing that. And it's it can be difficult to see marriage as a vocation when it's compared to something like the priesthood, where, like, that's an yeah. obvious sign. Like, you can do other jobs, but a lot of times, if you're a diocesan priest, you're gonna be a pastor, you're gonna work in a parish, so your job is kind of, like, very specific... So the idea of what you do and what your vocation is is more visible for a priest. 
Um, or for the people looking at the priests. Right, right. Um, but at the same time, they're not, they are priests of God. They're not priests for a specific parish. Yep. Like, they can be moved around, and they're, wherever they are, they are called to serve God through the ministry of the priesthood, through administering the sacraments, through um, being a pastor and a shepherd for wherever they are. Um, so I think it's helped me a lot to understand our vocation, to look at the vocation of priesthood. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm called, regardless of what else is going on, if anything happens to you, what's going on in the world, it, I'm called to be um, a husband and a father to Jack. Um, just like a priest is called to be, um, you know, a father to anyone he encounters, you know, and he's not... One thing I think that we should keep in mind is that priests are, and the church in general, and it goes to lady too, but it makes more sense to understand as a priest, his parish, his people are not just the Catholics in his area. He's the pastor yeah. for all of those people in the area. And the bishop, like Archbishop Chapu, um said once, I forget, it was like right when he... Um, became archbishop here someone was asking him a question and he said like um well i'm their bishop too you know like Mm -hmm. i am the bishop of the archdiocese of philadelphia i'm responsible for not just the catholics here but everyone like i am their shepherd whether or not they recognize that and sort of respect his office he is their shepherd and he is responsible for them Mm -hmm. it's funny because uh three dogs north just made that point oh no when plagiarized which one remember in the little boy with the bush Oh, he said he's not one of ours. Yeah. I thought he meant he didn't go to our school. But then he, he, made, he made the point. point. Okay, okay. It's okay. Right. Well, I, mean, I, will, I'll, I just made a footnote, <laughs> an air footnote to, to Father Connor. Uh, I cited him correctly. Uh-huh. If it was, I don't remember who said it exactly. I think it was Father Connor. It was him. Yeah. Um, he's probably listening, which is funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, anyway, then it's, you know, it's a good point. Yeah. Um. But my point was that um, with priests, you tend to see the vocation more visibly, but it still exists in marriage, mm-hmm. um, and that you have to live that out. It's so much easier to see. Do. Sorry, I, did, I thought you were done with your sentence. <laughs> Apparently. I guess I didn't think so, but I guess I am. I guess I was wrong. Um, but it is so much easier to see it in priests because they're always doing service. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're visiting hospitals or they're <clears throat> like, you know, doing church events and priests are very busy people. I don't know why I'm not giving you I mean, examples. they're celebrating mass, they're celebrating right. They're doing things for the people, confessions. hearing confessions, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and with married people, it doesn't really look like that. Like you're not like yeah, sometimes doing something it's like visibly you're serving like the other person. lunch or yeah. you're wash, doing laundry. Right. It's not... Not just not. I was gonna say it's not as glamorous, but mm-hmm. sometimes you know the work of a priest can be kind of right. thankless and. But like to the public eye, right? Marriage is definitely like it definitely doesn't look as serving. As serving, as mm-hmm. what is there an adjective for serving? What do you mean? As servitine, servitized. <laughs> <laughs> it's, what do you mean, like something that has been serviced? No, it doesn't look as um, giving in service in the way that service is giving. Oh, I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> it doesn't. It um, doesn't look as um, servicey <laughs> as, <laughs> as the priesthood does, because we're just like. It also is put on this high high esteem as like oh it's love 
it's like just this like romance yeah like it's easy like well of course you do that right but it's just it's just not the way that it is no it's it's work it is, and it is doing dishes and doing laundry and mm-hmm. and i just it's like a, whenever we have more kids and whenever jack's a little bit older and um a little bit more like demanding of things of me it's just much less thing it's more thankless mm-hmm. even now it's a little thankless because he's a baby and he can't say you know yeah what a jerk i know turd <laughs> <laughs> just kidding i love him <laughs> But, um, yeah, I mean, like, it's a thankless job. You don't get a lot of, like, reward out of it, except mm-hmm. for, like, the eternal gifts that come with it. Right. Yeah, you don't – I think you get a lot of reward out of it. You but do. it doesn't – from the world standards, there's not a lot of reward. Right. Like, especially with, um, with like, women. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you sacrifice your time and effort to stay – like, to keep your home up, to, like, um, to stay home with your kids. And it's kind of – I think a lot of people kind of say, like, oh, well, you're not doing anything. Right. And that's, I think that's very incorrect. There was an article that just came out. I don't know. You definitely didn't read it because you don't read the articles that get passed around the family Facebook sites. I but, can't, can't say that I forgot them. <laughs> but it was, like, I can't, I can't afford my stay-at-home wife. Did you see it? Mm-mm. And he was talking about how his wife stays at home with their, I don't remember if they have multiple kids or what, but, like, she and maybe she homeschools. I can't remember, but like, he tallied up like what a teacher costs, what a personal assistant costs, because like she carries out all of the appointments. Uh, what a like a launder or like a maid or cleaning lady mm-hmm. a would cost. <laughs> <laughs> Did you pay the laundress? Her linens will remain soiled. Oh no. What? When they're dirty, they're soil. Okay, soil, <laughs> soil and dirt are the same thing. So saying they're soiled is the same as saying they're dirty. I know. Soil makes it sound like you pooped your pants. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the same word. Soil and dirt. You dirtied your pants. Okay, we don't have to. Okay. <laughs> um, but like all those things that she does every day, like added up to be like a hundred and sixty thousand dollars a year or Mm -hmm. something and he was like no way could i pay someone to do all the things that you do Mm -hmm. so he was saying i can't afford my stay-at-home mom or stay-at-home wife because she's too expensive because she her jobs that she does every day are really uh are worth money worth much more yeah worth money worth that money (laughs) (laughs) but But all that to say that um it is like hard work to keep, yeah to live out this vocation of like family life mm-hmm. right and at the expense of what some people may perceive as living like right. oh you can't go on vacation to this place what's you know but mm-hmm. like it is there's a ton of reward in um, in having a family mm-hmm. and I think families especially Christian families should make an effort to highlight the good parts of it like mm-hmm. instead of just saying like oh, we got to go to this, and we had to go to this party, and it's so terrible. And it's, I mean, it is trying at times, but I think the rewards outweigh um, outweigh any kind of costs. Because yeah. we definitely don't need anyone else saying that kids are, like, such a pain. I right. think the world already thinks that There's kids so are There's so much grumbling about it, yeah. and it's... So I think it's the responsibility of families to say, like, kids are a lot of work, but they're worth it. Mm-hmm. And maybe, you know, just... Some by some small measure, we can kind of start 
curbing the tide. That's just kind of saying, like, kids are kids, beautiful. Yeah. They're not some burden to get rid of. Yeah. Um, and I think something that can contribute to that, or something in my experience, it's been, it's very difficult to explain marriage as a vocation to someone who doesn't have an understanding of what sort of the sacramental reality of marriage is. Like, I was talking to someone, and they were, I forget, we were at lunch, and they were um, saying how, like, with marriage, she was like, oh, yeah, and you kind of have to, like, make a choice, like, to stay married. Like, that's, like, a continual choice. And I said, well, you kind of have to, and this person, um, I don't know how devout of a Christian they are, so... um, I was like, well, that's kind of, you make that choice before you get married. Like, you say, I'm going to stick it out no matter what before you get married. That's what you do when you enter into marriage. And she just, there just, like, wasn't a connecting point at all. It was just, like, unfathomable. Like, why, like, how does that even work? And I think, um... But it's so sad to, like, every day to be like, oh, should I stay married to you or should I, are we going to get divorced? Like, the, how... I feel like marriage would be so much harder if divorce was an option. Yeah. Because I'd be so scared if right, any like, vulnerability I give you, it's like mm-hmm. an excuse that you could use to, to leave. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's terrifying. And it's just, it, like, if you don't know that your marriage is permanent, then, like, oh, she's really bugging me on this one thing. I'll get a wife who doesn't have that. Right. Like, rather than sticking it out, not even sticking out, remaining committed and like working through any problems you might have which benefits your spouse like Mm -hmm. if you if I decided to divorce you because you get angry all the time at things you you don't grow like you don't have you're leaving me where I'm at you don't have someone who loves you and is committed to you and who you feel safe with who's helping you through those issues you're just saying not you know not my problem anymore um and so both you know it's a real detriment mm-hmm. to kind of have that mindset, both like nagging at you, like, am I going to screw up so bad? They're going to divorce me. Right. But also like, I'm not in it for you. I'm not invested in you. Right. And it's just a really, really hard way to live. And I think a lot, part of that can come from, um, understanding marriage as like a commitment to a person rather than to God. Yeah. So, like, if I just marry you because I love you a bunch, like, well, then what happens when I'm angry with you or I'm, the affection is not as strong or it goes, you know, it goes through um, ups and downs. Like, this moment where I'm kind of, you know, tired with you, if I'm just committed to you and I don't feel that we're loving one another, then that kind of falls apart. But if I remember that you are the spouse entrusted to me by God so that we can both live out our vocation, which is our path to holiness. That, like, puts it in a whole different perspective. Yeah, it really does. Because I think our culture is just going towards this direction of, or it is in the direct, it is at this point, of just believing marriage as just, like, romance. I said it earlier. Mm -hmm. Just, like, as love and romance and, like, feelings. And I, like, you know, Disney caused mm-hmm. all of this apparently like who knows but um the like princess <clears throat> image or yeah. like the, the prince charming the like kinda. true love thing. yeah that's true the love's problem kiss. right and like that you have a soulmate mm-hmm. 
guys, uh, side note, Daniel and I don't believe in soulmates. <laughs> in the sense of, like, oh, there's this one person, they're the one. Like, I think Holly and I were brought together by God and we're highly compatible. But, y- you know, you I don't think there's one person, if you don't meet them, you're not going to have That's love. It. I think um, love is something you work at and that it the love you experience is an equal measure to the love you give. So if you have two people who are fully open to loving one another, they're going to have love, God's love within them. And that's, I guess, if true love. Right. If you want, I made air quotes. If you want to call it that. <laughs> yeah, and I guess like soulmate from. could be like the God, the man that, or woman that right, God I, designed. It could be, but I think when people think of a soulmate, they think of like, Perfectly the right person, for, the perfect perfectly person, perfectly formed just for me. Yeah, every single thing about him perfectly complements me. Right. No way. No, um, that's mm. very. <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> I drew a line between. You know, <laughs> like, uh, and again, this probably sounds horrifying to like people who have that understanding of like, oh, it's just love and everything's great, and it, it is great, but not. And we do love each other. We do. <laughs> we actually get along most of the time. <laughs> But it's, um, I think our love, I feel like our love is like, like a rugged, like, yeah, tough well, guy kind of love. it's a sacrificial love. love. Yeah, like, it's, I, it's you're just going to push that wimpy old geeky, love it, true sight guy right, over. Um, yeah, because I mean, like, we have like, we've, we've worked on this. I don't like to say that marriage is hard work. Like, I hate that phrase just because it makes it seem like this like grueling, like sweaty, like tough work yeah where it's not really like i don't feel like it's like work in that sense it requires effort it requires effort but like as long as you're like talking for real to each other what was that you hit your buttons on the thing oh oh our cat's outside so i was like is that a rat (laughs) (laughs) a rat wearing a collar with a bell on it no i didn't think it was a bell i thought something over there just rustled okay we don't have rats sorry we don't have rats i promise um, because because the, they'll get in through the microphone and get into your house. <laughs> what was I saying? Um, marriage is hard work. Oh, but that it's like if every day that you are together, that you're like tr- truly communicating with each other about like what's up mm-hmm. and keeping each other in check. It it's a much easier process. Like I feel like saying like marriage is hard work makes it seem like it's like really really hard right whereas it, it's just if you ever- be, if you create if you sorry develop a like um habit of keeping each other in check like this it's much easier yeah it doesn't it doesn't if you all of a sudden get into this where you're like oh crap i have stuff that i need your help to deal with mm. and it's like there's a lot there and you gotta like really work through it all at once yeah, that's really, really hard. But as long as you, like, kind of keep yourselves in check, mm-hmm. like we were saying earlier, if you, like, get these little things before they turn into big things, it's much easier. Mm-hmm. Remember my, like, go-to marriage advice when someone's, like, getting married? I tell them, like, don't listen. I may have said this on the podcast. We're getting to the point where we're repeating our, our stories. I always, I always tell Holly I only have three good years of stories, and so she's now going into the third cycle. <laughs> well. Well, I guess. I'm in the fourth cycle. Yeah. Oh, boy. I was thinking. It's good. See, I have really bad memory. So. So it actually works out. She's like, oh, I've never heard that one. (laughs) Um, But I tell them, like, just enjoy your marriage. Um, 
because you'll have people say like, oh, it'll change you, the old ball and chain, that kind of thing. Like I tell them like, don't listen to them. Like know that like you love your your spouse, um, and that it, that person truly loves you, and that any change that they make is going to be for the better for you because they truly love you. Right. Um, so that's like my go-to gem. Just put it on a card, throw it at people. And just to reiterate that and to kind of go back to what I was saying, that like love is not just a feeling. Mm-hmm. So marriage is not just a love feeling. What? I just, you when you said I that, I got, what? Oh, I thought you were like, no, you're just saying no, the no, same no. thing I, that I said. I was going to say, I got more than a feeling by Boston's. Yeah. <laughs> See, Boston had it figured out. Is that Boston? Yeah. I don't know who I thought it was, so I don't know why I'm surprised. <laughs> but it's definitely more than a feeling. Um, <laughs> but love, when you look at like it from a Catholic lens, love is sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And that's what Christ did for us, is he yeah. completely sacrificed himself for us. And that is the biggest picture of love. Mm-hmm. So whenever you look to Christ to say, like, what is love? What do you want me to do for Daniel? Look to the cross, and you mm-hmm. see sacrifice, and sacrifice yourself for him, and that's where you you will show so much love, and you will get so much love mm-hmm. in return, and right. not not always from you, but from the Lord. Right. Yeah. yeah. And from you know, if your and spouse, from, if your spouse are open, you will right. get that love back. Cause mm-hmm. It's all all the same. It's God's love flowing through each through other. each other to one another. So it's all. All tied together, mm-hmm. all little tendrils wrapped. Mm-hmm. But again, like, like a Venus flytrap. Oh my gosh, <laughs> bringing it back to the Venus flytrap. But just to um, reiterate the same thing that we said last podcast, and you know that all teaching comes from like just look to Christ. So yeah, from the person of Christ. And what is God? God is love. Mm-hmm. And so if you want to know what marriage is, and you want to know what love is look to the cross and you see yeah exactly what it is yeah and it's bloody and it's hard and it's uh rough sometimes Mm -hmm. but look at the redemption yeah it's victory it is victory Mm -hmm. it's a fist pumper yeah yeah (laughs) yeah i used to say every when i wasn't catholic and would go to mass with daniel sometimes the homilies were like Oh, so hard because I didn't like them and they weren't uh, charismatic at all. But whenever there was like a good homily, I would say it's a fist pumper. <laughs> I remember I went to an Easter service or the, my first Easter vigil. I said it was a fist pumper. Mm. Gosh, if I didn't say that was a fist pumper, I don't know what is. The Easter vigil? Which one? When you were received? At Emory. Didn't I go to the Easter vigil at Emory? Uh, maybe. Oh, I'm... I wasn't even remembering the Easter vigil. I was remembering the Maundy Thursday. Is that when they washed the feet? Oh, yeah, the Holy Thursday one. Yeah. 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 That was a fist pumper. Yeah. I remember. Father Mm -hmm. Brian. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. (laughs) Um, Yeah. That's that. I think Mm -hmm. we wrapped it up pretty good. Hey. Usually we just bumble until the end. Until it's done. This is kind of a long one. Sorry, guys. Uh, Yeah, it's about the same. It's like five minutes longer than normal. All right. Uh. Thanks for putting in the extra five minutes, guys. (laughs) Um, But thank you for listening. Um, We we got a a bit of feedback. We've gotten some feedback in the past week, so thank you for everyone who reached out to us. Um, Who emailed us besides Katie? Katie. 
we got your email we love it <laughs> we yeah we'll respond maybe maybe you'll hear this before we actually email you back but probably we'll respond um but yeah just keep the email um and some people have talked to some people we know oh yeah about friends it. have given yeah. okay um but yeah feel free to um send us an email let us know if you have like suggestions for topics we'd definitely be open mm -hmm. to that mm -hmm. we're um, taking in the suggestions we've gotten yeah um um but just what you like what where we can improve um and just to let us know that you're listening we, yeah. we'd like to know who we're we would like to we're meet dealing you. with we would um so send us an email at uh halfway saints podcast at gmail.com mm -hmm. follow us on twitter at halfway underscore saints and like us on facebook like us on facebook and like us in real life <laughs> you don't have to do anything you just have to like us Oh, uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> oh, getting the human interaction yeah. back again. Um, but thank you so much, all of you, for listening. We really we love you, and we um, are praying for you. And we'll be back next week. See you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.